Welcome back to the With Joe Eby podcast. Luke is with me again as we continue to unpack Alan Watts and his philosophy on education, learning, and life. Today, I'd love to go through with you, Luke, five ways school creates overgrown children. Let's not be get too into cruel. It. Yeah, yeah, let's not be too cruel, I guess, the culture around school, not every single school and every single teacher. So um, disclaimer, disclaimer. But here's a phenomenal YouTube video. Well, he didn't put it up. He died in 1973. But there's a phenomenal YouTube video clip of him unpacking this. It's blows blows my mind, to be honest, how ahead of his time he was. So number one, the family unit is not surviving industrial life. So industrial life, think post uh, like 1900 or thereabouts. That's defined the modern era of living. But we feel like we've been living this way for a lot longer. But it's actually very new, the whole big cities you know, big, dense urban centers is relatively new in the history of humanity. Children used to work with their families, with their parents, but now the stereotype, he points out, is that dad, the dad goes away to earn money and then comes home. And the family doesn't necessarily how, care how he earns money, right? They just care that he brings it back, right? This is the stereotypical cultural narrative. And then dad comes home and he's expected to be, you know, really caring and grateful towards his wife and, and spend a lot of, you know, affectionate, warm time with the children. But the demands of actually going and doing that work, especially when it's not something you're actually interested in, creates a lot of tension and it creates more and more distance um, between members of the family. And I don't, know if I, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself here, but something a friend of mine said to me long years ago, he said, we're just outsourcing more and more parts of family life with childcare and aged care and everything like that, it's hard to accommodate many people. Um, I spoke to one lady, spoke to any guest that's coming way down the sequence about her corporate pathway. You know, basically she said, if I continued my corporate career, I'd have to have gotten someone else to raise my children basically through carers and stuff like that. I'm not criticizing anyone who does that. It's the nature of the world we're in. It actually gets very, very hard to be like a, a organic, very organic interconnected family and he thinks it's not surviving so number two so that's one complication changing the whole working with your parents number two the exclusion of children from adult affairs so we're kept at arm's length if you think about it everything about being a child and being isolated from the world of adults is this message that we're not ready yet the child wants to participate but it's given plastic toys plastic stove, plastic Barbie, plastic guns. My brother got a plastic vacuum cleaner when he was a kid. And it's ultimately an insult. We don't think about it this way, right? I even think about Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy too, maybe in this category. It's a, these are symbols for how we patronize children, right? Centuries ago, if you think about it, Luke, centuries ago, you and I would have been married for like 15 years and probably about to die in another five or 10 years. Yeah. Right. So have we become some sort of genetically less mature at that age over time? Very unlikely. Right. Mm. What has happened is that we've been delaying the entry into adult life. We've been pushing it back and back and back. Right? So, and if you think about the, the anti-fragile concepts we talk about with Taleb, it's the challenges of life that prepare you for life. <laughs> mm. Right. It, it is having to deal with things that forces you to mature. When you delay yep. having to deal with them, you don't mature. 
you delay the maturation too. So this, this is very, this is, this is fundamental, right? So we've lost that. And in, when I studied psychology, this is one of the theories I once read about teenage delinquency, like the rebellious part of being a teenager is that we're physically mature enough to be an adult. We are physically becoming and become an adult in our teenage years, yet we're denied a lot of the rewards or the, or the activities of adults for another good couple of years. Right? And so psychologically, that is maybe a major reason for a lot of this backlash and rebellious, um, rebellion and everything like that, because we're being kind of held, held back. And yeah, we've done an episode not long ago about, so I did that one as a solo about teen entrepreneurs. A lot of this, this is going to be growing and growing in the next, when kids have access to the internet, they can just start building shit. And there's YouTubers, there's 12 year old YouTubers and entrepreneurs and millionaires and esports stars. And because if you can do it, you can do it. Right? This is possible. This is possible. So this, it's not like there's a lack of competency, there's a lack of cultivation. And yet we're, we're abandoning them. Right? And I think, again, I want to make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself. But it's also why, you know, that, that whole book, book I wrote with the, with the other guys, 18 and lost. So are we, there's nothing magical in, in your development about the age of 18, like near on a neurochemical or psychological level. It's the fact that that's the age where you leave to go into the adult world. And yesterday I had, you know, a young person, like we call it ghosting, right. And meant to have a call, like a zoom call and they don't show up. And it's very common. A lot of my friends who do work with, you know, where their customers or clients are, people aged 18 to 21 or something. They have the same thing. People are not used to using a calendar yet. They're not used to like the, the practices and the courtesies and the respect that comes with. You just get used to it. But that they, they're slowly, very slowly learning those things. And it's probably, you know, if, you, if they graduated at the age of 15, they would just start learning it then. It would be 15 and lost. Because that's the point where they're coming back to this reality because they're not grown up in it. So that's my extension of the points Alan Watts is, um, is making here. So you can start to see the power of his ideas. Thirdly, and again, building on that, is the concept of education for unreality. That's what he calls it. We are educating people for unreality. As one friend said to me recently, who works as, as a teacher, he looked at university as the final extension of a drawn out childcare system, allowing the person to delay this maturation and be in the adult world. He goes, I looked around and everyone there was like an overgrown child. Still, you know, whatever drinking, that's things you and I were doing, mate, <laughs> drinking, lying there, playing games all day. Yeah, that's hundred percent. Yeah. This was me hundred percent. This, this was me, easily. Maybe a little bit different um, for the ones who go to college, again, in, in the US kind of system, but it's not the full adult experience, but there is that going away from home, organizing that. So I guess that's, you know, that's something. Yeah, I guess we're all... But, but overall, it's still, an as, as Till would call it, an abstraction away from reality. 
and look, I, I just see, I can see it in so many young people. There's just a lot of dicking around. My brother Oscar will admit, admit to it right now because he's, he's comfortable. He's doing a lot of work. He's doing his, his work and stuff, but it's so easy to just get comfortable in this society. Maybe less so for those who are forced to like get out of home and stuff. But yeah, that, that again, this is delaying it. And he says, he basically, what's just says, we're not participating in the world. Right. And he's just talking, he's not even talking about the professional endeavors. He's talking about actually living. So if you think about it, this is why what I went through at that age, Luke, which we never talked about back then, I was so frustrated with myself for those, what I called in 18 and lost three dead years after leaving high school. Cause I could see myself just going through the motions not making the most of things. At school, I was that sort of person because it was very well facilitated. Things were within arm's reach. You could go and do. But I, I just felt bad about, like I felt down on myself because even though I was existing and I got to party and I got to travel a bit and all these things, it was not living. It was existing. And, and, you know, that cycle of drinking, letting things pass, not seizing things, not making the most of things. And I see a lot of people, young people, they're trying to get that motivation and they don't have it. And they're very unsure why they're not motivated to do things. It's not clear to them. And we're talking about this uh, over messages, I think last night. And then you feel, you feel almost semi-depressed and you feel very lethargic all the time. And you don't actually seek solutions is the repressive nature of this feeling. And it's this, it's this awkwardness of this transition and how you've been conditioned. And because it's on a conditioned level, you don't see it. Because the whole time, if you think about it, you've been educated for unreality. There's been all this emphasis on whatever is the em emphasized in school and so little of it becomes relevant or translates to the outside world. You spend your entire like maturation cycle that is turning from a child into a teenager into an adult in a place that is, doesn't reflect the world you're then expected to go live in. It's a very powerful idea. And building onto it, right, number four, preparation instead of progressive letting into adult life. So he, Watts makes the argument that our education system is all about preparation. But as we said in yesterday's episode, it's preparation for something that ultimately never comes. We have fed this idea that we're not ready yet because it's a stage-based system. You're only ready once everyone else, once they say you're ready or once you've served your time, served your sentence. It's not merit-based. If I'm excelling, it's very rare that they actually accelerate people up grades. They do it eventually if you're like absolutely flooring it. But everyone has to go at the pace of their cohort and you go when everyone else says you're ready. It's not merit-based. You don't get to access adult life early. What makes the argument that education should actually be <laughs> almost disappear and it should just basically be a progressive letting into adult life. A progressive letting into adult life instead of the unreality. You should just be going into it slowly like step-by-step step. that is don't be left at the age of 12 with two kids and you know bills obviously not that but a progressive letting into adult life 
It's fascinating. Now, number five is parents live, live for their children, not themselves. 